Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Pain is temporary. It may last for a minute, or an hour, or a day, or even a year. But eventually, it will subside, and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it will last forever. Happy Friday to everybody, and welcome to the very new podcast that will soon be everyone's favorite podcast. I am Corey Ponerolo. I am joined alongside Stephen J. Fenton. And how things come full circle, we'll get to that just a bit. But this is a podcast unlike any other. Warriors of the good folks, bettering your life each day and helping those outlast life's everyday battles. Well, thank you for joining us. Again, I'm Corey Ponerolo, and... I am alongside Stephen J. Fenton, who will introduce himself momentarily. I would like to thank all for tuning in. And, you know, I preface this podcast um, as unique. Uh, You know, a lot of fans will tune into their radio podcast to listen to sports for the daily sports updates. But we decided to kind of diverge from the ordinary. And, you know, we want to inspire. That's our goal. Um, and we'll get to the backstory just a bit. But my friend, Steve, Stephen J. Fenton, how are you? Happy Friday to you. And tell our listeners about yourself uh, and how you, I, you are very excited to get rolling with this podcast, my friend. Yeah, yeah and a happy Friday to you too, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is, uh, this is something I've been looking forward to for a long time, mostly because of the message that that you said the warriors of the good, something that came up uh, kind of how Corey and I met uh, kind of part of our backstory, which we'll get into in time was um, believe it or not, folks, I was Corey's teacher, uh, which uh, I was his fifth and sixth grade teacher, uh, which puts quite a gap between our years, which is to show. And here we are full circle, almost about 15, 10, 10 to 15 years later together running this podcast and, that's how Warriors the Good was actually born, which when he graduated high school, uh, Corey's one of those students in my career. And I've had quite a career so far, 18 years of public school teaching that I've seen a lot of students go through my program. And Corey's just one of those guys, you know, folks that just stuck out to me among the the many. And what I mean by that is that he just had that spirit. He had that goodness. He had something inside of him that I just saw, and I felt it. I felt it as a teacher. I felt it as a coach. Mostly, I felt it as a human. So when Corey went to graduate high school, I wrote him a letter. Very simple, very short, but in the end, I said, you know what, Corey, you are the warrior of the good. And here we are years later that kind of just stuck back with us because I think that's ultimately what the mission about this was through all my years of teaching and coaching even more so just being alive and being a human I've always enjoyed being able to explore the internal part of life what's inside of you what's natural and because of those reasons uh, I kind of was really excited to just spread this to the world because I get to talk to my teams when I coach I get to talk to my students but I think it's about time to take this message, the warrior of the good to the world, to help others. Because the truth is, the answers are in us. We have the answers that we're all looking for. We don't need to go somewhere else. The goodness is in us. That doesn't always mean it's going to come out, but it's there. And everybody has the opportunity to do it. Now, to get there, you've got to be the warrior. You've got to be that person. And that's kind of why I titled it, Corey. And, uh, you know, uh, I've talked to you many times about it. Huge age gap, generation gap, and and yet we're connected on, on a spiritual level. I think that's the human – it's part of the human spirit and how powerful it is. And absolutely, Steve. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh, first and foremost, humbled by those words. 
Uh, and from my perspective, uh, more than just a teacher, a uh, life mentor uh, as that. And very happy that we can kind of come full circle here uh, and develop a, more of a friendship. Um, yeah. And again, like you said, spread that good word um, because there is a warrior inside of all of us. And it's one thing for the ability, which is difficult for some, to channel that out. And that's what we're going to kind of have as you see how we break down this show um, in the first episode, how fans will kind of understand uh, what we're going to talk about, how it portrays to not just our everyday lives, but it can portray to your everyday life. Um, and everyone in this world is going through something. Um, and it's a battle. Life is a battle. And that's something that I've learned since when I was in elementary school to intermediate school to the man I am today. Uh, I fight Absolutely. a battle every single day of my life. Um, and it's not necessarily a, a, a gauntlet of a battle, but it can be a little battle. It can be a war. Um, and that's what we're here to help you guys, those tuning into this podcast, do here today. So. Yeah. I think that battle that you're talking about is um, the the thing about it. It's so different for everybody. Like mm. not one person's battle and go, you know, God willing that like everyone has something more uh, severe and others might be more simple, but every single person's battle is worth the fight. That's the point is that it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't want no, I don't want anybody to have anything of traumatic experience, but it doesn't take away somebody who has a simple battle. We're all connected within this spiritual part. And I think that's the message. Like you're saying, Corey, we're trying, we, we, we need to, we don't, we don't have to, we need to spread this. This is important. Absolutely. And Folks, you need to hear this. And again, hearing this, we can only, have those words that come in our mouths channeled to your body and what you do with it yeah. is what you do with it. You know, we obviously hope that it does uplift you. Um, but again, Hey, it may take a couple of listens through this podcast. So let's get rolling here, Steve, and let's kind of show rather tell our listeners how we're kind of going to break things down on this show. So we have a characteristic a word of the day, and that'll be our main segment. Um, warriors have characteristics, strong, ruthless, relentless, uh, a strong ethic, brave. But for us to channel those strong characteristics and feel good about ourselves, you know, there's some of the little things that can help us get to where we want to be in life. And the first word that we both agreed on Steve is mindfulness. And I think, you know, with mindfulness, one can look at it in many different ways, which I think it's a great word to start off with here on the Warriors of the Good podcast. The actual definition is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I've subbed at Eisenhower Intermediate School, fifth and sixth graders, and I've seen children have and or rather being, excuse me, more mindful than grown adults on my way to New York City. And yeah. you either yeah. have it or you don't, Steve. But what about mindfulness? You know, is it something that everyone must have is a quality of a trait of a warrior of the good that, you know, being mindful can help you achieve, you know, these other warrior-esque characteristics. We talk about strength, bravery, you know, uh, competence. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in education these days, um, it's, it's, it's becoming a big word. So, which is to say that uh, uh, the public education world is trying to help the youth, like you mentioned, the youth is so mindful a lot more than the grown um, 
people in New York City. And a lot of it has to do with the child that still um, has doesn't have the life experiences and the life re- uh, life reps that those uh, adults have walking through New York City. So it's almost like their innocence is still there and their mm. their ability to be more present about what's happening there. But this 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 practice is not something new, even though education is picking up now. Believe it or not, this is a this goes back. This is an ancient practice that goes back to the days of the Buddhists. Um, and mindfulness is something that the Buddhists used to practice on their own. And as it's passed forward into the years, you know, when something grows popularity, uh, one person picks it up, then another person picks it up, and then it just spirals. Um, you know, I, th- th- to be honest with you, it's uh, when I started learning it, I-, I was a child. And I didn't realize at that point through my youth and even into my young adult uh, years is that I was always present in the moment. What am I feeling at this moment right now? So like people say like, okay, what there's, there's no such thing as like multitasking or that's what people say. Like multitasking is something that happens all the time. Like I can do this while I'm doing this and while I'm doing this. And the truth is, is that multitasking actually doesn't exist. And I'm going to tell you why, because even though you can be doing two things at once, you're still being mindful, even if it's for the very, very short amount of time doing something before your whole brain and heart go on to the next piece. And even without knowing it, you're being mindful for a very short amount of time. Now, what happens is the world we live in, we're doing that for that very short period of time. So therefore, we're becoming these people that think can handle all these things and we're missing what's right in front of us, not what's happening more about what it can do for us in that warrior of the good. The moment can teach you mindfulness is, can be there to allow you. So like people say like, here's a great example, Corey, you ready? I'm, uh, I'm all ears. So listen to this. I've had a lot of, I, I coach, listen, I coach volleyball. I coach high school volleyball been coaching for 18 years, which gives me the opportunity to work with kids in a sport. Now, when I work with kids in a sport, that gives them the opportunity to be able to explore themselves on a floor doing something physical, which the result is based upon wins and losses. Okay. Hmm. So uh, when, when that sport is starting to happen and, you know, People come to me all the time when they play. They fit, they play for me for the high school season, and then they go off and play for another coach for a club season. And they come back and say, you know what, coach, I had a bad season. And I go, why? Why did you have a bad season? And I said, they say, because I had a bad coach. And this, I, I Corey, I, I got to tell you, I've had so many debates with people about what I'm about to say. And I say, we'll stop right there. The truth is, is that, you didn't have a bad coach. And they're like, coach, no, the coach yelled at me. The coach screamed at me. The coach didn't teach me anything. The coach did this, this, and that. And I said, well, let's put it this way. Now, the only, in my opinion, my professional opinion, a bad coach would be somebody who physically causes any type of stress or physical abuse to a child, which in that case, they would be out of coaching or teaching very fast. (laughs) But think about this. Somebody who a, a, a child, a student athlete who plays for a coach that's screaming and yelling at them, something that they don't want. That kid just got a really good rep, really good opportunity to learn that's not the way it's supposed to be done. That's a mindful situation of being in the present moment. If you can get that kid to realize that that is so mindful in that moment that that's not what you're supposed to be doing oh my god their whole spirit and the whole insides are going to grow with this strength and they're going to move forward because they're not going to rely on what happened they're going to use what happened for the better of them now that's hard to do though with children with kids but that doesn't mean you can't be done it just has to be practiced a lot and there's a whole philosophy that I want to go into maybe in the next podcast about something I call triangle training and that triangle training can help that individual become mindful of what's happening good coach bad coach good teacher bad teacher walking in the city not walking in the city the child the adult it doesn't matter here we are me and you completely different generations 
And, that- and yet we're totally connected in that in the present moment right now, we're totally connected in that sense. And now one thing too, which I will agree with you, Steve, is that even, you know, you take sports, for example, that lesson with that, um, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily relentless, but an aggressive coach with a winning mindset mm-hmm. that can transfer to the real world. You know, I yeah. had, you know, bosses and, you know, managers that I've worked for, worked under, who aren't the nicest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they want what's best for you. If that's being harsh and sometimes having to hear constructive criticism, then sometimes you have to face the music. But sometimes, you know, that music will help you grow. And, you know, you touched on the, you know, different generations. And that's one thing, too. You know, you talked about, you know, living in the moment. You know, that's something, you know, I, you know, living and growing up rather in this millennial generation that I've realized, you know, our faces are in our phones. Uh, It's technologically driven, you know, whatever it may be. You know, people care about, you know, themselves and they aren't worried about those, you know, the others around you. And by no means, I'm not saying that you shouldn't care about yourself. You know, you should be your priority. But and we may touch on this a little bit later. I may have a movie quote that can touch upon this. Nice. But. Love movies. Hey, well, that's that's a little spoiler for the fans. What we have (laughs) for our second part of the show but in regards to that it's also being mindful and impacting other people's lives can be a benefit and help you grow and that's what i think the millennial generation has faded away from you know as unfortunate as it sounds you correct me if i'm wrong from i mean i would say with you being a high school coach you coach millennials yeah Oh yeah, all the so time. Like, you you see, see, and I'm not saying that the kids that you coach aren't mindful. I'm sure they're great, but you can, you know, I guess judge and as a coach say, well, the star of my team has mindfulness written all over him or her. In contrast to you know a player who's just maybe just there for the sake of just wanting to play. Yeah, it could be. It could actually be the opposite too, because. Sometimes the star on my team doesn't even realize how to be mindful. And they're more concerned with just the numbers, the stats, this and that. Or it could be like you said, vice versa, either either way. I think coming from the generation I come from, um, completely the opposite of you. I'm from Generation X. And, I mean, from our end, we were, we were raised, you know, you work, you get. You put in, you get out. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's all about hard work. And that's a concept where, you know, when I watch some of these millennials and I, and I coach these kids and I'm talk, talking to these kids about the ethic of work, I've had to actually take a step back in my coaching um, ideo- ideologies and say, I, wa- I have to actually teach these kids how to work first, even before I can hold them accountable for what the work I attempt to do. Now, you know, that's kind of a unique philosophy because, and I, you know, Corey, I, I, I'd love, you got to come see me coach sometime because I'm going to tell you right now, when I, when I look at my kids' eyes and I look them dead in the face and we're in the middle of a heated competition, I tell, nobody, nobody's, nobody's going to believe this. And I have a very prestigious high school program and people could judge me in volleyball not. It's a very powerful game. Um, any sport that's played is worth credibility of being able to be played. But I've looked at my kids dead in the eye and said, I do not care if you win or lose this game right now. That means nothing to me. The scoreboard is nothing. What I do care about right now is the moment that we're in. This is where mindfulness comes in. Now, as a teacher, as a leader, this is where I am mindful of the situation. And I know what that moment is. So I can give it to them. Sometimes it's a connection between the team, just being able to work together. Sometimes it's an effort thing, just getting them going after a ball. Sometimes it's something as simple as 
breaking the ice and getting their nerves to be eliminated so they can learn to take risks and fail. Mm. But it takes so much effort just to get them to learn to work. Now, let, hey, I, hold on. Gen X was not all like wonderful people came out of that. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say, cause like I was, t- I was raised not just not nothing from my father or my mother, but the world around me when I was raised was men don't show emotion. We work. Uh, we, we were warriors. We fight. We, um, we put in, we get out. There's no emotion. And, I struggled with that because, as I said earlier, I've been mindful. I've been in a moment in my whole life. And one of the things that's, I guess, kind of made me different, that's kind of also made me very quiet when I was younger, was my heart so big. So I like to express feelings, which leads me to being able to talk, mm. which just leads me to this podcast. There you go. That's just exactly where we, here I am at this point in my life, but. What you can't, I couldn't do that in Gen X. So there's no right, wrong, there's no best place to grow. I think, I mean, you're looking from the human spirit, like we're supposed to be just being in the moment, mindful what's happening, and being able to feel it and then allow that to connect to what we are. That's that's the answer, man. That's why the answers are in us. You know, I'd like to throw a shout out to uh a great book and a blog I read. It's uh, it's by a guy named Garrett Kramer. Go check it out, GarrettKramer.com. He um, wrote a book called Still Power. And uh, to give you a quick, quick understanding of it, uh, this book was based upon that, the fact that, and I heard him speak once at my school, my first year of coaching. He came in and like every, pretty much every coach in the crowd, Corey, they, they, they almost fought. They almost were so negative against his philosophy. They, I didn't want to say they fought it, but, you know, they were uh, opposed it there. That's the word. They were very opposed, mm. very opposed. But the truth was his his philosophy was dead accurate. And here it is. Like he said, you know, when you get down to a situation that's of stress, of like of um, a time where you feel off, um, they use sports to example. People use the word willpower. Let's use willpower to get me to persevere through this. And his philosophy was, wait a second, that's wrong. He goes, you need to use still power. Well, here's what still power is. When you get to that point, and he uses an elevator as an example, and you're high, okay, you need to remain still. Let your brain reset. In time, your natural brain, your natural heart, your feelings will reset. Everything will go back to down a level, back to its natural ability, and you will be able to rebalance yourself without any type of theories and, uh, you know, uh, psychologies. And it's all built inside of us. Now, if you think about it, do you ever ever get in an argument with someone? I just got one with my mother maybe 10 minutes ago. There you go. So in the moment, your, your emotions are high and you're saying things that, you know, you don't want to say. You, you're yeah. maybe even maybe even just feeling things you don't want to feel. And yeah. then you're 10 minutes. Here we are 10 minutes later. Has your whole persona calmed itself to a point? You know, I, I would say yes. And, and absolutely, you know, with getting my mindset right for this podcast and, you know, wanting to not get out of the park, you know, I yeah. had to kind of decompress a little bit. And that's actually why. You know, we, you know, I feel, you know, even in that heat of the moment with my mom uh, having having that argument prior, um, you know, as much as those emotions did arise, were they intentional? Not necessarily, but that just goes back to, you know, your natural, you know, state, your natural emotions for us to achieve where we want to be if we want to be these warriors of the good to fight the good fight you know we're born with these natural emotions that may slow us down but i think one thing steve too and as you can finish up uh, in regards to what you were saying that it's all about being able to channel these emotions and have control of them and i mean you look at any 
superhero movie, for example. Yeah. You know, it's it comes down to the ability to, I mean, look at the Hulk, for example. You know, he gets massive green and angry because of that emotion. But it's natural because yeah. frustration, that is personified for what we become. That's yeah. what we, to some people, may come across as. I think that's what why we like superhero superhero movies and um you know movies about action heroes and uh you know they're fables they're not real i mean the hulk isn't real in our world as far as i know at least <laughs> i hope not uh yeah me too or you know captain america or wolverine i mean but yet we're so attracted to them like where does that come there that there's something in there that's talking to our insides you know, it's like you said, today's world, going back to the millennial thing, being caught up on a phone and, um, you know, being caught up like on uh, uh, technology, a television even like, um, you know, the first thing. I mean, if you if you look, think about it, do you wait a second? Do you go to do you go to the city quite often at all? Yeah, I do. I mean, got to go there for work. And there's times where I guess from a leisure standpoint, I've been there as well. OK, so do you travel by train? I do. Okay, so you're on a train. People go right to what when they're sitting on a train? They find the right to their seats. They like a barrage of people stampede then, right on that train, and they'll knock anyone over for a seat. And then they stare at what? Their phones, right? Stare right at their phones, open right well, up. It, there's no difference in the suburban area when they go to a restaurant. You know, people go to the phone. Now, it's a natural part of our life. My point that I'm trying to say is, is like, those social skills over time have been slowly creeping almost out of us. Yeah. And it, that, that's where, that's why I was so intrigued by this guy, Garrett Kramer, because he's like, here are the answers are so, are so inside of us. They're so, they're so easy to find. And yet as humans, we make it so difficult. And, you know, people would fight and people might even listen and say, you know, this is, this is ridiculous because that's the world we live in, the technological. We have to keep up with the pace of the world. But this is about health. This is about your health and your health being able to be like, what's your point of you're doing on this, uh, this world, this life? I mean, there's a great quote, like I was watching the uh, television show the other night, Game of Thrones. You like it? Believe it or not, for those listening, I have not seen it. At all, okay. yeah. Obviously, it's very well known, popular. I'm very. I'm. I'm just finishing season seven. Okay, but there's a quote that came in there, and the guy said, "Again, this is from a, again a, a fake movie, a fable movie, but you know, somebody be, was able to write this and say this quote and said, you know, my father taught me this quote. This again, this is from the Game of Thrones. He said, I'd rather be a hero for one minute than a coward for the rest of my life." And he's talking about going into battle, mm-hmm. like literal physical battle with swords. I mean, that's the point. What are you doing here? Are you guys going to go through the motions and just like continue along like being sheep? Or are you going to trust what's inside of you? Listen to that. That's the point to the warrior. So, and everybody has it. That's the cool part. But they just don't know how to tune into it. I mean, I'm, not, I'm no master, you know. You're no master, Corey. The truth no. is, is that we, we all have the answers. We just have to listen to ourselves. That's the war. That's part of like fighting for you. And that's what I, I guess that's what intrigued me to do this. Like being able to talk to the world, so to speak. So much to say and nobody to listen. And now I have an opportunity. <laughs> there you go. I would add, oh, I, that, this is going to be everyone's favorite podcast before you know it. And one thing, Amen. too, before, you know, I think that we touched on mindfulness uh, to a T. Um, and again, before we hit our next segment, you know, we're, you know, I guess when you could talk about movies, just for example, um, for the typical word sensei, um, you know, people, when you hear the word sensei, um, or I guess you could say from a warrior perspective is how a warrior learned, you know, to be so great. They're the teachers, um, in different Mm -hmm. cultures, but a part of me believes that 
we are actually our own senseis and we can learn from other people. We can learn from a mentor and we visualize as a sensei and you can learn good things from them. But at the end of the day, you are your own greatest warrior. And they Mm -hmm. say the sensei is the greatest, one of the greatest warriors of the village, the town, whatever it may be. But for you as a warrior, as you continue to grow and whoever, whatever age is tuning into this podcast, you could be seven years old stumbling upon this podcast. You could be driving to work, your thirties, forties, whatever it may be. But as you get older and you become, you know, a veteran, a seasoned warrior, you then have to teach your son to fight the good fight for him to become the King Arthur, the, King Leon, whatever it may be, you have to grow, learn these characteristics to become a warrior of the good. And then that sensei in you will then, as you continue down that road and fight battle after battle, you can teach and share those lessons and which we are hoping to do in this podcast here this Friday morning. So Steve, with that, I say let's keep it on rolling into our little fun segment here, folks. This is we're going to have to try to go off the off the rails a little bit, try to get you guys uh, involved, whether it is trying to engage with what is our next segment, a name that movie quote. Um, Love it. What I'm going to do is we're going to go with two. Um, I'm going to give Steve uh, a movie and a quote. Um, rather what I'll say, I'll name the quote first. If Steve will try to get it, name that movie. Uh, and if he does so great. And then he's going to kind of give his perspective on that quote. Um, and one thing too, in regards is look, folks, I'm not talking Texas chainsaw massacre. (laughs) I'm not talking the haunting of Connecticut. I'm not talking scream. I'm not talking these horror movies that you may enjoy, but I'm talking about when you go into work tomorrow and you turn, you sit down in your cubicle and you turn over to Jane and you say, Hey Jane, how's your Dunkin' Donuts coffee? And by the way, have you seen Shawshank Redemption? And (laughs) she'll probably say yes, folks. Those are the type of movies I'm talking about. The movies that got there, whether it's nostalgic meaningful mindfulness whatever it may be story an epic all-time film that is where i'm going to try to find my quotes from steve this one i'm going to start off with i actually ready i did spoil what the second one was the second quote in shawshank redemption this movie was actually suggested by my mother mary joe ponarolo um I credit to her um, in awesome. regards to this movie. I actually haven't heard of the movie until she did describe it to me, but I think the quote is so powerful and it does tie up uh, in regards to the mindfulness aspect. So um, I'm going to read you the quote. And maybe, hey, okay. you've seen the movie, you've seen the movie. Um, but here's the quote from one of the main uh, protagonists in the movie. Quote, You know, the ancient Egyptians had a beautiful belief about death. When their souls got to the entrance to heaven, the guard asked two questions. Their answer determined whether they would be able to enter the gates of heaven or not. Have you found joy in your life? Has your life brought joy to others? Oof. Oh, this is from your. This is from your mom, who I know very well. Yes, who happens to work, and again, coming full circle in the same school as Steve. So, again, let's tie everything more for full circle, folks. But yes, this movie um, is actually amongst is very very popular. Came out, I believe, in two thousand and seven. Um, Critically well, acclaimed and everything, uh, but very powerful quote. Before I even guess the movie, um, I mean that's just you know that kind of that kind of 
you know, lays it out for everybody. You know, the Egyptians itself, I mean, I'm no history, um, you know, by any means professor or anything. I enjoy history, but I don't have every fact down. But the Egyptians itself had, just from what I know from my common knowledge, is that they're, they had very powerful beliefs and practices. And those powerful beliefs and those powerful practices led towards what this quote was talking about, where in death, they had to answer those two questions. Now, I believe that the Egyptians that were alive were being told those questions prior to going into death. So, and to say that not to train them to say what you should answer to get into, you know, heaven, but more about being mindful, live in that moment then. So the past feeds the future. And, you know, that quote's talking about, let's just say that that quote was very true. First person goes through and that happens. Okay. Well, how is anybody actually going to know that happens? Now you talk about a spiritual, and I know I'm getting a little deep here, connection in saying that somebody told somebody about that to pass it down to the future. The past feeds the future, which is exactly how our world was built. We did all these things in our world for our future to be able to have a more luxurious world. Has it become too luxurious or not? Ah, that's, that's, that's a perspective for another day, another topic. But at this point, go back to the natural joy. Do you have joy in your life? Do you have something inside of you that feels right? That could be anything. It could be sitting on a couch. It could be running a marathon. It could be sitting in front of your computer. Are you sitting there running, doing what you're doing right now at this moment because you have to pay bills, need money, support family, and you have no choice? Well, here's the choice you do have. What can you, the person that you are, be in that moment? Even if you chose to stay for that job for comfort, that doesn't mean you need to choose to not be the human being that you are in that job for comfort to get that security, to support your family, to continue your life. That is what that joy is talking about from that question from entering into heaven, which the second part is about, okay, now that you've found joy for you, the world feeds the world. Help each other. Such a common thing and yet something so simple. Let me put it better that way. Simple. And yet, that, sim- that very simple act is something that is disappearing. The ability to help another human being. Something that should be so simple. Unfortunately, I see that in where I am teaching. Even in the part of the world we both live in. I see it changing. A simple hole in the door. I, I walk in every morning, Corey, and I say good morning to these kids. So let's say there's about good 25 to 30 kids waiting outside of the school as I'm entering the school, putting my stuff down, getting ready for my bus duty. And I say, good morning. Three, three, say good morning back three. Now that's a simple thing for a human being to do about being polite and being able to spread joy to somebody else to get them to feel good. Why is that changing? What is happening there? Well, that goes back to the quote saying, have you spread joy to others, which means it balances you out and helps you enter into heaven, so to speak. My yeah, guess yeah. was dead wrong. Let me tell you, you're ready for my guess. I'm ready for it. It, it was dead wrong. Cause you said 2007. I said, okay, I'm wrong. My guess was history of the world. Mel Brooks. <laughs> hey, and sound, it sounds, it sounds accurate in regards to the Egyptian Kind of theory. That's where so I went I'll, right I'll to give it. you that. Um, have you ever seen that movie? I have not. Oh, it's well, hilarious. We'll have to see if we can get a good quote out of it and see if we can get it. Oh, I'll tell you one right now. Oh, there you go. I'm ready. Ready? It's good to be the king. That's a quote from History of the World. Go check out the scene. He says that too. Oh, boy. There you go. Let's just say it's a little bit of a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening who know Mel Brooks and say, it's good to be the king. I say that quite often in my own castle here. I walk around and say, it's good to be the king. Sorry, sometimes you got to say it, whether it's that or if you're on the, the hardwood floor in the gym. You got to let those Amen. kids know. 
I'll tell you the name of the movie for myself. I have not seen the movie. It's called The Bucket List. Jack Nicholson stars ah. alongside Morgan Freeman. Ah, I wanted ter- to see that. Yeah, apparently. Hey, I heard it's fantastic. Two terminally ill men escape from a cancer ward and head off on a road trip with the wish list to, of two dudes yeah. before they die. And, you know, I think that that one quote, um, yeah, you know, is obviously fantastic. But I think ha- if one were to watch that entire movie, I feel like this is a film that would be oh yeah, full of... You know, it's funny. I, I remember the, watching the trailer to that on TV and then... Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson were in an in a, uh, airplane about to skydive. Yes. And, like, that's, you know, obviously a bucket list thing, taking the fear, jumping. Have you ever done that? I have not. I've Will I? Oh, there you go. I can't even barely get on a roller coaster for crying out loud, but, hey. So listen to this. I'll tell you this quick story. It was uh, I was getting married to my wife, who I've been happily married to for 14 years. I've fallen in love with her every Every year that's gone by, even more and more so, marriage has been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Talking about becoming a warrior, she's been my my side-by-side warrior since I've met her. And when I got married, I wanted to do I wanted to do three things. I wanted to skydive. I wanted to see Dave Matthews. I'm a huge DMB fan, 36 shows and counting. And I wanted to drink a lot of beer. So I did those three things and I dove out of six of my buddies, four of us dove 14,000 feet in the air. And of course it was a tandem jump. Yeah. But that addicted me to do it two more times. It was, ah, it was awesome. That's awesome. Hey, well, I'll tell you what, the, those are three things that when I do find the one, I actually, I don't know about the skydiving one, but number, <laughs> number two, I, I'll go see a concert here and there. But number three sounds awfully good to me. Um, I'm in. And I'll tell you what, um, I'll, in short, we'll do a summary of the second movie that we had. Um, okay. We will start to wrap things up here in our debut episode of Warriors of the Good. Um, fantastic information um, from the most whimsical man, the bald and beautiful Steve J. Yeah. Fenton, um, and myself trying to provide insight here and there. Um, so the second movie I did spoil, but I do want to hear your perspective in short, uh, Steve. Shawshank Redemption, um, arguably to some the greatest movie ever made. Uh, it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, uh, definitely take a watch with Morgan Freeman. Um, fan, uh, you know, in short, man gets wrongly accused. He's in jail. Does he get out? Does he find a way? But Morgan Freeman tells the wrongly accused man, quote, remember, hope is a good thing maybe even the best of things and no good thing ever dies. Steve, if I told you that tomorrow, if by walking into Eisenhower school, what comes to mind and how does that, you know, can someone relate to that quote specifically? Oh, that's, uh, that, that ties right back to this uplifting feeling of like life and like, there's a if you haven't seen Shawshank Redemption, like like I like Corey said, get get some popcorn, sit down, and get ready for one of the best life movies that you'll ever uh, connect with, because this is about a man who's trapped and inside of a prison wall. I don't want to give away too much, but where hope is drained from you, and the true test of a human spirit. And yet that human still is able to find what's inside of him that nobody can touch. That's the point that people miss. There's stuff inside of you that nobody can touch. Here's a great correlation. I was at the gym once working out. Guys that came up and said, listen, I need you to put on heavy metal. I forgot what he said. And I need, I need that to motivate me. 
guy walked away, I said to the guy next to me, I go, if that person needs certain music for that person to work hard, that person is missing the entire point. You should be able to listen to heavy metal, Barbie music, the Flintstones, the Beatles, or Dave Matthews. There you go. The music is inside of you. That's what hope is. It's inside of you. The music is playing already. It can't be taken from you. doesn't matter the enjoyment of the music, which obviously I could be completely missing what that human can, that person could have been saying and that they just wanted to hear certain music. And I took it to a completely different <laughs> level, which is okay though, because people do that a lot. Actually, I had a player play for me my first year at my, my program, and it was a boy because I coached boy, boys and girls. And he said to me, and I walked into a program that the coach had been fired. So that was a very difficult situation for me to walk into. He said, hey, coach, I need, you to, I need you to yell at me. I go, what do you mean you need me to yell at you? He goes, I need you to yell at me to get me to work hard. I said, if you need me to yell at you to get you to work hard on the floor, I was like, you are completely lost. And then I had to try to teach this human that to work hard comes from within, not from outside. And that's the hope that, that uh, I believe it was uh, Tim Reynolds that was saying. Hope can can never die. A good thing can a good, the warrior of the good is talking about that the good thing can never die. That good thing exists inside of you. You've got to be the warrior and work as hard as you can to find it. Go deep, and as soon as you find yourself in a situation or or in a conversation or in a feeling that this is not the good, go away stop do what you got to do and eliminate yourself from the situation because there are and i call these the 99 percenters they're all over the world just doing what everyone else does and then there's these one percenters these people who strive to be who they truly are inside not caring about what the 99 percenters are and those 99 percenters will grab you and drag you into that average pit that you have got to fight the good fight, which is the fight about yourself. That's the whole point to that quote. Shawshank Redemption. Did I get it right? Bang. <laughs> there you go, folks. And just like that, I'll tell you what, the fireworks were out. That was quite the insight provided. Um, Steve, well done. In regards to that, um, and I will say, um, for our first uh, installment of Warriors of the Good, you know, I hope, and this is our goal, that you guys are able to learn and get something from these life experiences, uh, from both of our perspectives. You know, we like to go off the rails here, and again, we like to kind of add uh, some excitement uh, and some entertainment in regards. Uh, some games like what's that movie quote uh, and stuff like that. We will be sure to add more as series and podcasts uh, do go on. So as for myself, alongside Stephen J. Fenton, uh, if you are tuning on anchor.fm, you can also listen to this podcast on music platforms such as Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Um, again, uh, Steve, if you have any last thoughts you would like to add, um, you know, our mission uh, is clear, folks. Uh, we're here to help you fight that good fight. Uh, you know, tomorrow, folks, be more mindful. I consider myself a mindful person already. I'm going to be more mindful than I was today. Be more mindful, folks. Um, that is our goal for you guys tomorrow one step closer in becoming a stronger warrior steve the floor is yours yeah and don't let and don't try to fight what's happening like being mindful doesn't mean you have to stop something that you might not want to happen because as one of my other not to go back to quotes favorite quotes is life isn't all sunshines and rainbows and life will beat you to the ground and keep you down on the ground if you let it <laughs> oh adrian <laughs> 
You got it. It's not how hard you hit. It's that you keep getting back up and moving forward. You already got the quote, Corey. There you go, Rocky Balboa. That fictional statement, which is displayed everywhere, why do you think people like it? Because it brings the hope in their spirit that they can be their own Rocky Balboa in every situation. That can be on a train when you're riding in. Take a risk. Turn next to the guy next to you or the woman and say, hey, good morning. Let him give you a dirty look and say, this dude's crazy. And just give a little smile. You're not doing it for them, but actually you are. Because the world does need to be spread love. But you're also doing it because it feels right. Listen to that part of you and the warrior will find its way out. That's the point. There you I've, go. Uh, I've enjoyed this, Corey. It's been a dream of mine for a long time. Um, so as you take us out, I just wanted to say, folks, if you are listening, and I know you are, thank you. I'm very, very grateful to have something that I care so much about. I, I never made it to my dream job. Uh, I've had a couple dreams beyond that. I never had a, an opportunity to go after. And I don't like the word regret um, because I don't believe that. I believe in things happen for a reason, but there is times where the human side of me comes in and I say, I wish, I wish, I wish. I mean, I'd love to talk to you about this soon, Corey, but just last year, I'm 42 years old. And just last February, I tried to walk into the United States Army recruiting office and tried to recruit myself into the U.S. Army Reserves. And I'm telling you that because that was a dream I had when I was 17 and how I ended up doing what I was doing. I never wanted to be a health and physical education teacher. I never, ever, ever thought I would do it. And to be honest with you, I'm pretty darn good at it. And here I am now talking and hopefully people listening and spreading the goodness no, I'm I'm spreading what I feel inside of me to the world because I want to help the world become a better place. So, folks, I just want to say thank you. And I, I, I don't take that for granted. I thank you all for listening. There you go. Folks, Stephen J. Fenton, one hell of a man. <laughs> We're here. You're the man. Hey, and, you know, as a team, you know, we aspire, you know, that what we – do speak about on this podcast will you know touch you guys and hopefully build and start that quest um to become a better you um so on behalf of myself Corey Ponarolo um and on behalf of Stephen J. Fenton that is all for this Friday morning installment hope you guys enjoy us on your way to work or listening during your lunch, whatever it may be, take a listen to us, Warriors of the Good. We will be back next week with a new word of the day, new game for you guys as well. And we will get in more detail in regards to uh, schedule, in regards to when we will be live. Um, but definitely, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great Friday morning. Remember to be more mindful, folks. We're out of here.